Hello and welcome back to Sleepy Time Tales for Kids with me and Xavier. How the whale got his throat. In the sea once upon a time, oh my best beloved, there was a whale and he ate fishes. He ate the starfish and the garfish and the crab and the duck and the place and the days and the skate and his mate and the mackerel and the pickerel and the truly truly twirly whirly eel all the fishes he could find in the sea he ate with his mouth so till at last there was only one small fish left in all the sea and he was a small stupid fish and he swam a little behind the whale's right ear so as to be out of harm's way. Then the whale stood up on his tail and said, I'm hungry. Said, and the small stute fish said in a small stute voice, Noble and generous cetacean, have you ever tasted man? No, said the whale. What? Is it like? Nice, said the small stewed fish. Nice, but nubbly. Then fetch me some, said the whale, and he made the sea froth up with his tail. One at a time is enough, said the stewed fish. If you swim to latitude 50 north, longitude 40 west, that is magic, you'll find sitting on a raft. In the middle of the sea, with nothing on but a pair of blue canvas breeches, a pair of suspenders, you must not forget the suspenders, best beloved, and a jackknife, one shipwrecked mariner who is only fair to tell is a man of infinite resource and scientificity. So the whale swam to latitude 50 north and longitude 40 west as fast as he could swim and on a raft in the middle of the sea with nothing to wear except a pair of blue canvas breeches, a pair of suspenders. You must particularly remember the suspenders, best beloved, and the jackknife. He found one single solitary shipwrecked mariner trailing his toes in the water. He would have never done it without his mummy's permission because he was a man of infinite resource and sagacity. Then the whale opened his mouth back, back and back and back till it nearly touched his tail. And he swallowed the shipwrecked marina and the raft he was sitting on and his blue canvas bleachers and the suspenders, which you must not forget, and the jackknife. He swallowed them all down into his warm, dark inside cupboard, and then he smacked his lips so and turned round three times on his tail. But as soon as the mariner, who was a man of infinite research and sagacity, found himself truly inside the whale's warm, dark inside cupboard, he stumped and he jumped. And he thumped and he bumped and he pranced and he danced and he banged and he clanged and he bit and he leaped and he creeped and he prowled and he howled and he hopped and he dropped 
and he cried and he sighed and he crawled and he bawled and he stepped and leapt and he danced hornpipes where he shouldn't and the whale felt most unhappy indeed. Have you forgotten the suspenders? So he said to the stutefish, This man is very nubby. Besides, he is making me hiccup. What shall I do? Tell him to come out, said the stutefish. So the whale called down his own throat to the shipwreck marina. Come out and behave yourself. I've got the hiccups. Nay, nay, said the marina. Not so, but far otherwise. Take me to my natal shore and the white cliffs of Albion, and I'll think about it. And he began to dance more than ever. You had better take him home, said the stute fish to the whale. I ought to have warned you that he is a man of infinite resource and sagacity. So the whale swam and swam and swam with both flippers and his tail, as hard as he could for the hiccup. And at last he saw the mariners, Nathan Shaw and the white cliffs of Albion, and he rushed halfway up the beach and opened his mouth wide and wide and wide and said, Change here for Winchester, Ashwillow, Nashua, Keene, and stations on Fitchburg Road. And just as he said Fitch, the mariner walked out his mouth. But while the whale had been swimming, the mariner, who was indeed an infinite person of research and sagacity, had taken his jackknife and cut up the raft into a little square grating, all running crisscross, and had tied it firm with his suspenders. Now you know why you were not to forget the suspenders. And he dragged that grating good and tight, and... And then it stuck into the whale's throat. Then he recited the following shloka, which, as you have not heard it, I will now proceed to relate. By means of a grating, I have stopped your eating. For the mariner, he was also a Hibernian, and he stepped out of the shingle and went home to his mother, who had given him leave to trail his toes in water, and he married and lived, Happily ever after, so did the whale. But from that day on, the grating in his throat, which he could neither cough up nor swallow down, prevented him from eating anything except very, very small fish. And that is why whales nowadays never eat men or boys or little girls. The sailor took the jackknife home, he was wearing the blue canvas breeches when he walked out of the shingle. The suspenders were left behind, you see, to tie the greeting with. And that is the end of that tale. When the cabin portholes are dark and green because of the seas outside. When the ship goes warp and you wiggle the tree. And the steward falls into the soup tween and the trunks begin to slide. When Nursie lies on the floor in a heap, and Mummy tells you to let her sleep, and when you aren't waked or washed or dressed, then you will know if you have any guessed. You're fifty north and forty west. See you soon for the next story. Until then, sleep tight, nighty night.